0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. welcome to the august 8th edition of one nation radio this is rich what's going on everyone thank you guys for tuning in what's going on james
1: not too much what's going on with you sir
0: oh nothing much i see i see i
1: see see you done got yourself in a little bit of a of, a, of, a, of, of some beef or a tiff or whatever you want to call it I call it beef because that man does the barbecue thing What's going on with you and Jim Ross,
0: man? Oh, man, you know me um, Know how to lure in on Twitter You know, any anytime I got a point to make Or, or somebody tweets some, you know, foolishness uh, I'll go get the ass And, you know, it's, it's always a uh, badge of honor When uh, somebody falls into said trap um, So I guess I want to Jim Ross is doing, like, some type of question and answer deal on his Twitter And he had answered a question like someone had asked him about hogan he was like he'd still be like you know a massive draw or whatever so uh and you know with the right you know pro- type of protection as far as like you know overexposure and everything like that i ain't want to hear about none of that bro like i i wasn't here for it so i promptly hit uh old jr with that go season some food um you know the the, <laughs> the david dennis special look it up if you don't know what i mean but um yeah and then he wrote back excuse me like, you know, like he was just befuddled
1: yeah okay so one he's wrong because like a major draw like how how the fuck is he a major draw when one he can't wrestle and two like we do have that whole run of, of when he was on TV in 2014 or, or whatever else where like he didn't I mean he jumped ratings to an extent but it wasn't like you know this this isn't this isn't the Monday Night Wars like the acquisition of Hulk Hogan is not nothing you know that was that was that was was 20 years ago sir um
0: yeah and then I but yeah I pretty much clarified from there I was like you know Hulk Hogan isn't any more of a draw right now than he was in 2014 um especially with you know that's quantifiable or anything you can measure on especially for some of us and uh, I didn't hear any more from Jim Ross, so I don't think he won that smoke um I didn't get blocked or anything, but you know of course, I got the ass heads and my mentions, and you know I, I handled and swatted them down like like nothing um <laughs> so it was uh I, I even got a guy that looked like a bot he had one follower and um you know he <laughs> got you got, hold
1: on you got people with single with with one with single digit followers.
0: Uh, coming at you, bro? Yeah, so so what I did oh, oh, I made you know, sure you not
1: know that
0: ain't but a sec- I, I you made
1: number the second account.
0: Yes, I made sure not to engage with, with that account, but I screenshotted his dumb ass and then and <laughs> then put that shit out and then said, Man, the bots came at at me early on this one. So um what else? Um had another guy that was I, asking who who am I? I was like, Are you the cops? <laughs> like <laughs> like like you don't need to know me.
1: I didn't know that Russia was out here uh, was out here on the lookout for Oklahoma like that. I had no idea. Yeah, you learn something new every single day. New yeah, shit out new here at Flower of Country I, I, apparently.
0: Yes. Um, what up, Caleb? Um- <laughs> <laughs> I
1: out. I out.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Caleb, uh, you know Impact is um, going to be happening tomorrow night. I've been watching their show. I watched it last week. It was a fun show. But uh, if you guys want to check Impact out on uh, Thursday night. They've got uh, four big matches, uh, I think three of them that you might find really good. Uh, they got Eddie Edwards challenging Austin Aries for the Impact World title, and if, if you've seen anything with Austin Aries lately, and I, I don't know if you caught this, I might have talked about it, James, briefly, but I feel like he's doing like, a Ric Flair impression, and I I don't know. It's a thing like an undersized heel champion that's like beating people with wrestling. That you kind of get that, but it was like that him that match with him and Moose was kind of like Ric Flair leading around Lex Luger. But <laughs> like that's, that's what I felt oh. like it was. But um, Eddie Edwards is challenging him. They've got Pentagon Junior and Matt Sydel going at each other. The Desi Hit Squad against Mor- Taji Ishimori and Pete Williams, and then Tessa Blanchard and Alicia Edwards. One thing I like about Impact that they're doing. Is you, you're gonna get four matches that are like you know either like good or you know regular or good, um, and then you know it's just promo segments like that are built around those four matches. So um, I don't know if, if you gonna check that out, James, but I'm just throwing it out there. I think Impact's doing some good work right now. So the more they, they do, the more they'll earn on their way onto the show.
1: So it's pretty much like the original kiss. Not keep it a strong style, but keep it simple, stupid.
0: <laughs> you got <laughs> like it, man. We-
1: okay i mean i appreciate that like you know like for all the stuff that you know all the stuff that vince does on the main roster um that falls by the wayside because like he's doing it feels like he's doing way too much there's too many there's too much stuff he's trying to juggle and like stuff falls through the cracks like that's that's a really you know simple storytelling you know mechanism to try to keep things all just all together and keep it all in place so nothing gets left behind so and it that, sets that, that's, up for I, stuff I like I next week too. because that's that's too we appreciate and that's you know that's kind of how we are with nxt where it's like easy to follow presentation is not trying to do way too much and it gives you really good wrestling so like if that's if that's what they you know that's what they're going for then like i might have to you know check in more often
0: um also this weekend uh we had the nfl hall of fame and james your guy randy moss was inducted and uh nobody's guy uh ray lewis was also inducted Passer ray was up there so oh, what, what were your thoughts on that seeing as how you know i'm i've sworn off the nfl but i i caught a little bit of some of those guys speeches but the nfl isn't really my thing anymore
1: yeah i mean this was i mean you i mean we both grew up in the time where, like this was the hall of fame class for us like of uh, the guys that we grew up watching, like, this is probably – this is this is the greatest Hall of Fame class that we're going to see of our generation of guys that we grew up watching or whatever. So, like, they have they – have Oh, Tio got in, too. Forgot
0: best. about that. Sorry. <laughs> I just said T.O. got in, too. How did I forget?
1: Yeah, well, you know, he didn't show up. He You know, he went rogue on them. Uh, yeah. But, like, to have – but to have the thing in the Hall of Fame class to have – to Randy Moss, the you know two of the five greatest wide receivers of all time, possibly the greatest um, stand-up linebacker of all time. is not a pass for Shereen Lewis. The probably maybe the most athletically gifted uh, linebacker of all time. And, and Brian, I'm sorry, Brian Erlacher. and then Brian Dawkins, who's one of the best safeties of his era. Like that was, that was great. And it, it, was, it was fun. Uh, so, but yeah, like it, it was. Just, it was really. It was really cool to see Randy Moss. Not forget like what happened to him early in his career. Or early I it was early in his life, with like everything that happened there and that fight that, that happened in high school and everything, and and then talk about like you know, and it kind of get to a point where like he's kind of past the part where like he always hated dealing with the media and he wasn't the type to go back after saying what he said. Like, I said what I said, I'm not going back. you gonna write whichever you're gonna write, I'm not gonna come back and write and try to fix it. I don't care. Like that's I don't care And to me Like when I was growing up I was, You know That was my favorite athlete Used to think like Just go back And try to fix this Like go back And try to <laughs> fix this But you know Cause people hated His guts for soap For being you know Relatively harmless Like But Whatever Like it seems The people that Most people that came around with, Which is kind of weird Cause it's like I'm looking around it's like Why do people love Rating him off so much When they hated him For so many years Like from 2000 Honestly from like Probably, like, the only year he wasn't hated was, like, his first few years in the league. And then, like, once he scored at the water bottle on that ref in that playoff game, it was a wrap. And then you get to the Patriots thing, and we're like, you know, things are cool. But, like, between that little time, like, probably 2002 and 2000, – no, 2003 is, like, the only year where, like, it wasn't a huge cluster. Or 2004 was, like, the only year it wasn't a bunch of cluster, a huge thing where it was always some type of huge thing where, like, something gigantic happened. And then after, he had, after that whole year 2004, like, he immediately goes on and does the moon thing and then does the straight cash on me. I might shake my dick.
0: But, <laughs> Man, I was going to say, yeah. damn, I was going to say, next time, you know, uh, next time I should just shake my dick, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but just to move on, like, you just, it was just so funny
1: to see, like, all of that country in there and to see, like, it's really interesting for a state like West Virginia to have, to have a rainy Moss, to produce a rainy Moss. Right, like that is not a state. That is not a state that's full of uh, football talent because of the size of the state and also the demographics of the state, and a lot of stuff with the education system in that state for uh, the people that look like Randy Moss. So, for to produce, to be able to produce him, and also be at a, be at that school with like oh, there's also an NBA player at that school at that time. Like that's really rare. Like that's probably that that's probably never gonna happen again, right? But for him to make it all the way through there, and then. Like, to give you all the West Virginia country after being a guy that, like, literally, like... He felt like he... he, I mean, there was a real, real, like, you know, tension between the state of West Virginia and Randy Moss. Like, leading from the time he was 18 years old until the time... So, he's like Gucci Man. Yeah. What did he
0: say? So, so he's like Gucci Man. It's like the state versus Roderick Davis. You know.
1: Yeah, sure. So, like, (laughs) to come to that part where he he gets to the point where he says... And for all you know, for, for my for all my fellow West Virginians, t- tomorrow at four thirty, you know you know you country when, you don't, when it's not a mall, it's a town center. I'm gonna be at the town center four four thirty on Sunday. I'm gonna be in this town center, so y'all can see this yellow jacket. Y'all can see this gold jacket. So I, I was just like, yep, country boy, definitely.
0: <laughs> but, uh, Ain't playing And then with Ray it.
1: Lewis. And then Ray Lewis did you know the most Ray Lewisy stuff of all time, which is just. He's, bro, do you see his jacket after he got done? No. He sweat through his Hall of Fame jacket, Rich.
0: Well, it is... He wasn't... He no. wasn't at the
1: podium, Rich.
0: I know, he this man was walking around rich. like a wire, with a wireless mic, like he was T.D. Jakes.
1: Like he's... J- like he's Janet Jackson or some shit. Yes. Or Beyonce or Madonna or some shit.
0: And then, um, you know, it, it's a miracle that it didn't rain or else it would have been bad for Ray. He wouldn't have only sweat through the jacket. He would have leaked on the jacket, if you know what I mean. Um, this, <laughs> with that beige in.
1: This, <laughs> this dude, Ray Lewis, with his shoe polish hair, haircut, came up there and said that the city of Baltimore's crime went down when he started playing.
0: <sighs> yeah um <laughs> i think that's a good place to leave man
1: <laughs> he's stopping crime rich he's fucking batman
0: crime stoppers unbelievable well you know that kind of falls in line with his previous stance you know because there's nothing else to do james there's nothing else to do you know you know evil lurks and i'm not talking about new japan what you may call crime you know you know ray touched the city bruh <laughs> but, yeah, man, make sure you guys are uh, rating us high on your platform of choice. You know, we are an independent podcast network, and our budget comes from your word of mouth at the moment. The only way we're going to reach more people is with you guys' help by sharing the show and rating it. Make sure you guys check out all the other great shows on the network The Outsider's Edge of Rance and Carl, The Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, Keeping It Strong Style, wrapping up their G1 coverage, I believe, next week. And, grown men, watch this shit. But we're gonna be back with uh, lots of news on everything in wrestling this week.
1: Meet me at the town center.
0: Next time, I just shake my dick. Next thing we got to talk about today, and it ain't a whole lot for us to really go into on Monday Night Raw, because there is a whole bunch of trash, and I just don't feel like talking about that. So what I'm going to talk about is some of the important things. We're going to start, obviously, with Ronda Rousey versus Alicia Fox, and I have a lot of thoughts on this. Like For one, the whole setup to the entire thing drove me insane. Um, It came after 11 p.m., Which, there's no excuse for that, um, especially with how the ratings look. um, With it being, people trying to get people to tune into the show. Um, if The way they promoted it, I felt like it was a dead giveaway that it wasn't going to happen. So, there was no reason for people to really stick around until the very end. Uh, The non-stop, over-the-top promotion of it with the special graphics uh, heading into what felt like every commercial just got on my nerves and just a skin grating way it's like you don't do this for anyone else stop and then you know the the ridiculous alicia fox character rewrite like she was this some legend that uh ronda was about to wrestle and you know th- that just highlights the problem like if you take care of people when everybody isn't looking, quote unquote, you don't have to shine them up the way that um, they kind of did uh, when, quote unquote, the people were looking. So it would just be OK and it'll just go a lot better and there won't be such a disconnect. Um,
1: well, I, w- w- I will say this. Right. I will. I, I, they absolutely, absolutely rich. They absolutely tried to put over. Alicia Fox more in those thirty seconds or four or probably you know, like four minutes than they had done over Alicia Fox entire like decade in the in the company. So that's absolutely true. But there is one thing, like that match was probably supposed to be Mickey James originally, and then they kind of got stuck because she's hurt or something like that happened to her. So and it kind of they were they were stuck with bad position. It was like either we you know we kind of do want to give y'all a Rousey match on TV. So like, you know, I I probably would have tried to find somebody better, but that's what they went with. Yeah. <sighs> at, le- at least she was somebody that was like, you know, physic, you know, taller than her to make it look like she was a real ass kicker. So maybe, you know, like that kind of helped.
0: Yeah, they kinda. Yeah, it it just it was really weird, bro. Like the uh, we, WWE, like you know, you said in the past, sometimes they're as subtle as a gun with how they want you know <laughs> things to get o- get over, and it's just like they're just begging you. Like, just it's like, bro, we already like Ronda Rousey. You don't have to do this. She's proven herself, and all they're doing is like just making me be like i can see how somebody would just be turned off with how over the top they are with the promotion of it and everything like that it's like you know it was very stiff not gonna front i like stiff wrestling and all that um and i don't think i don't think it was necessarily a good match it wasn't really designed to be good it was three minutes long so um and ronda rousey is at a way higher level than uh than this showed I feel like and if you haven't like seen the match with like Nia Jax like and you only saw this and you're like what's the big deal no go watch that this was not a reflection of her and I I, you know I think it was like all right I'm, I'm not just about to be like oh yeah it was great so it was just like it was what it was and I think they just need to just keep it going let her fight someone else next week how about that what did you think of the match? I, mean,
1: I kind of I feel like you might want to uh, have her wrestle, like, once a month. Um, like, if it were me, I would suggest that she, like, wrestles, like, once, once in a build-up to a pay-per-view. Like, she wrestles on pay-per-view, and she wrestles, like, one one match on TV between that, and that's it. Like, that's the most you get of her. Um, but, because, I mean, you know, they got to do a lot of, you know, when she goes to from month to month to whoever is next – next bum of the of the month you want to call her um that she's going to be going up against like they're going to have to do a lot of like work to build that person up because they haven't built these women well over the past you know few years so they're going to get you know try to build something that meantime between time with her on tv so like they're going to have to they're going to do a lot of work outside of the ring first to try to actually make to keep the rousey thing special and you know that that's probably for the best because you lose a Rousey, you lose to a world, you know, you lose to a world champion shoot fighter. Ain't no shame in at you being, a, a you know, a fake fighter. You lose, you move on, and you kind of have some because you were on TV and got the time to, and then you get to move on to what it would hopefully be the quote unquote mid card uh, section of women's, uh, <laughs> uh, the women's of the women's program on Raw, if they were to ever invent
0: one. another issue I had with it and I feel like people were like pulling their hair out that I didn't say it already they did all that building up of Alicia Fox just to bring her out to Alexa Bliss's music if that's not the biggest (laughs) slap in the face uh, for somebody that's been there for 10 years as y'all said that's a former champion as y'all said that is actually going to be doing the fighting that's absolutely ridiculous James yeah
1: I agree and I thought the same thing but you know they they that's how they do things so
0: <laughs> like if you want her to hit Alexa's music cool um, have her have it do did, it just how they did could, it bring her could. ass out first and then you bring Alicia right. Fox out with her music but Alicia right. Fox's music is so terrible maybe it's a win-win you know
1: yeah I mean something I mean I know it was the part it was like it's kind of like Nudge no, Judge Weekend Week to the joke. like you know they didn't want to go any further on the overrun by going another two minutes with of Bliss's music you know Mm. Kinda gotta you gotta gotta take care of that, you know. Gotta be gotta show some uh discretion with that stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh um, responsible with it. Yeah. So besides that, uh any any final thoughts on the match, James. The,
1: okay, so at the end of the match, there were three judo throws in like yes. quick succession. Se- the first one of those three <clears throat> I thought that Alicia Fox's lights were out. Like she threw her so hard against the fucking map, bro. Like, it was like, it was like one of those where like they go to the back or whatever, or this was like a longer match, uh, at least you would have grabbed the hole and t- been like, "Calm the fuck down." Yes. <laughs> like you, or been like, "Look, why you just reel off and throw me as hard as you can?" You'd be like, "Why?" Because there ain't no way you because you because you, you, your fucking punches or your fucking throws <laughs> are killing me. You're like, you may as well. Ain't no way you ain't no way you throw me any harder. You already are, Because bro. I, I, it was some real basketball dribbling off the ground type of thing while uh, the way she threw her nah, that you, first throw you know
0: what it was like it was like when somebody gets crashed in football to bring it back to the top of the joint and, and they get up real quick that's what I felt like Alicia Fox was doing
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's a good point
0: Next thing on deck today to talk about is Paul Heyman. Now this dude showed up to Monday Night Raw looking like he had he had not slept in a week. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Word to Jackie Chan. Uh, thank you for filling me in with that information, James, so I can make my joke go over better um, <laughs> as I re-recorded this. Um, <laughs> but, but yes, man, Paul Heyman showed up. <laughs>
1: You're supposed to tell him that you messed
0: up You're supposed to just, it right, You know, I believe in transparency I just don't believe in letting oh, y'all God. hear You know, the, the mistakes So, um, yeah man uh, Paul Heyman looked like You know, he looked like he'd been through some shit And He showed that He's still the same Paul Heyman that we always knew him to be And that's absolutely great This guy came out here And had a look in his eye that is almost indescribable And I know this is a podcast where we're supposed to describe those things um, But that's why I have James here um, Who can probably tell you uh, You know how how Haman Kind of you know he st- he still has it Apparently
1: Okay so the best way I can describe it is Like Have you ever seen somebody that you would describe As broken like Like almost like their life was destroyed Like oh my oh I caught my wife Like oh I ran and I caught my husband Like fucking my sister like oh that kind of like destroyed, like, like oh, like you know, oh, my love, my life is going to prison forever for like for <laughs> for some blue for, for some type of blue collar crime, right? Yeah. Like it was like that, like it was like something like something devastating has happened to me, and I don't know like what I'm going to do next, and I've been but I've been thinking about it for like a full week, but I still haven't come up with any good explanation, any good like scenario to move on. Like he looked just broken, aimless, and, and just. Just hurt, very much hurt, very raw about it. Um, like,
0: what I'm I mean, shocked at was when he said Brock Lesnar, um, you know, wasn't answering his phone calls. I'm shocked Brock Lesnar had a phone. You know, I thought you had to yes. like send that via carrier pigeon or something, like to where you know how Brock be ducked off in these streets. you
1: know, like the people send him like via telegram.
0: Yes, you have to literally like, send, gotta, send that man letters, like, and it takes him like, four days to reply to you. <laughs>
1: Well, I I would say I would imagine he has to have technology because you imagine like Brock Lesnar sitting down with pen and paper to
0: write. Brock Lesnar's still reading magazines, bro. I mean, yeah,
1: but that's
0: not the same thing as, you know. Nah, man. Brock has a has an old school typewriter. Like he's not writing on pen and paper or anything. He has an old school typewriter that prints the paper right out the top, (laughs) you know, does his typing or he has Sable write that shit up. You know, however,
1: he's earnest him away. Yes, he's his him away out here. Okay.
0: Yes, out in the woods.
1: <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that Bright Lesnar was that literary. What? I always figured, like, look, there are two guys that were like I saw them reading, and I'm kind of upset that I saw them reading because it, it kind of ruins the mystique for me. And that's Bright Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Wow. If he had told me that, it, I, I was only assumption that both of these dudes illiterate meatheads, and they were awesome <laughs> ass pickers, and that's why, you know, and they all fed into the aesthetic of I, what I need to read for. I got these rich and what i mean and you should describe <laughs> to the readers what i mean or to listen what i mean by these so these, these are hands these
0: are hands yes when you hold up both yeah. fists right in front of your face these um mm-hmm. I, I imagine when Brock leslie gets a letter delivered it takes him a half hour to walk to the mailbox like <laughs> to drop it <laughs> off like <laughs> like he's way the fuck out there <laughs> but yeah I'm man not,
1: like seriously it doesn't, and I'm the only one that thinks it feels weird when I see Brock Lesnar wearing a shirt with sleeves on it.
0: I, mean, you know, when you have the guns, you know, what's the point?
1: No, but I'm saying, like, like when he wore, he wore that suit to the to the uh, Cormier fight or whatever, it's like, bro, what are you doing with a with a proper shirt on and and, and and jacket? Like, nah, bro. Like, I expect to see, I expect that man to be Kevin Owens' down at all times, sleeveless, just always cut off.
0: Heyman was great, um, and he was. You know, the opposite of what we've been saying with Heyman, like he's just, you know, using dated material and just the same old shit that, you know, has been going on for a couple of years with him, like quietly. And he, he broke out something completely different here. And I think he just was trying to remind everybody just who the fuck he is.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it was really good how he stepped out of his element, after, or out of the routine of him and Brock run to the ring, he talks and says a reigning, undis- a reigning, undefeated, undisputed, he's going to conquer, kick ass, Brock are going to do this to this dude, he's going to rip his head off with his teeth and, and feed it back to the dude down his <laughs> neck and throat. Like So, I thought, I thought it was nice to get out of that pattern and get into something else. And, I mean, there's been a long pattern, like Rich, I think you were the first person I ever I ever heard say that you were t- you kind of like Brock and, and and Hammonds like their whole act is getting stale. And now you have said this like over a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, maybe before the, maybe even maybe you said that even before the Brock, the uh, Goldberg thing. Yeah, I think you were saying that.
0: I, so I, I think that is the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I never and then like you know his stuff was still good, but like it got to a point where doing WrestleMania, uh, like. He worked so hard for one of those promos and like it just was not connected with the crowd he was trying his ass off to get it to work and it was like yo they might just like this might have all already course we need like a change or he's gonna wait for a minute but like this is a nice change and like honestly given the work they did with roman um on on monday like i think you know i think they're doing a pretty good job with, with what they're what they want out of roman right now uh so far so you know, I, I feel like it's thumbs up right now. Do I think that means that they're are gonna be spared from getting booed the fuck out of the building um in Brooklyn? Um come next or two weeks or Sunday next week? No. Or two weeks from now. But like at least they're in a better direction than they've ever been with this whole thing with these two. In and the word
0: feud. in the words of Tony Montana. No. Fuck no. <laughs> Let's go away from Monday Night Raw for a minute and talk about the A Show SmackDown Live. So, <laughs> so James, in your two weeks back while watching, uh, you know Raw and SmackDown, what are your impressions of the two shows?
1: Um, my impression of Raw so far has been that it's a three-hour show, and they're not really sure on how to fill it outside of their top two stories. So they throw out um, long matches that aren't necessarily good um, to try to fill time between the other stuff that they have on the the two stories that they are trying to tell on the show. That's but I mean, that's just two weeks. But that's what it seems like. And then Smat and then Smat on the other hand is very promo heavy as well. But they're the the one they have at least one or two matches that are better than um, anything any of the long matches that they did on Raw. And I think that part in part has to do with the fact that like Baron Corbin sucks, but (laughs)
0: We will get um, to him later
1: Yeah, but uh, overall top to bottom the promos are pretty much all on point like there's not really any um there's not really any segments where it's like oh mojo raleigh is in the geek locker room and then bobby Roode is in the geek locker room and then they insult each other and then they start brawling inside the geek locker room like there's no segments like that really
0: Yeah um. Yeah. So we had AJ Styles cutting a a great babyface promo. Um. I do think, however, there is a huge disconnect in how the universal title um storyline is being handled in comparison to this one. This is just like some random thing they pulled out of thin air, rather than in trying to manufacture something personal, rather than actually, you know taking it there and maybe that's a function of them quote-unquote trying to crown roman reigns uh again but it seems like the creative energy from these uh two feuds couldn't be more different would you agree with that james
1: uh do you you, are you asking me like are they doing do you feel like their creative team is doing a lot more to try to get this over on the raw side than the smackdown's counterpart is that what you're asking me yes yeah, yeah, I'd agree on that. However, I say that if you ask me between like what they've done between what is, what Roman has done on TV, what and what uh, Brock is on TV, is is that better, equal, or less than what Joe and um, and AJ have done? I would say that Joe and Roman, Joe and AJ, because of their pro, their strong promos, like they've done better work so
0: far right so but, in the pro but it's been
1: but it's also been a lot simpler a lot more simple over approach too
0: so in that promo we just go
1: out to a- talk yeah like you jump me you jump me one time and then we go out there and trade promos for week to week
0: so they they pretty much had aj addressing everything that uh samoa joe was talking about and aj essentially was coming out here like you damn right you know, like, like I'm a family man and all this other stuff. And, you know, my terrible accent. Yeah, they had him talking about, you know, his kids. And, you know, they played everything last week. And he pretty much told Joe that you ain't going to be able to walk out of SummerSlam, bro. Because you ain't going to be able to walk at all. And I that was one of the, like... The, the one of the toughest babyface lines that I can remember in recent memory that, that just went over like in a real good way kind of remind me of of that you know that Bret Hart I'm gonna beat you brother I just hope that you can live with it like, <laughs> like. <laughs> what do yeah, you think I, about AJ's promo
1: I, I really enjoyed it like I enjoyed it so much that I thought like They've done, and it always, and I guess it's like a, a thing in my mind where I always think about like, what have they done with the guy that they're trying to make the top, actually the top guy, or, or is the top guy, and they're trying to like get him over constantly, and which, where they work so hard and so hard, so hard, and sometimes like they don't even try to simple stuff. Like, we remember they did the Roman commercial with, uh, with like the actor that played that played his little girl, and it was like a, it was like a father, father some type of fatherhood commercial, or whatever else from years ago. When was out there wearing like like true religion genes and shit. <laughs> so, like, I thought about that and I thought about this promo to AJ Cut and how, how, like, how sincere he came off and how, and how, like, you know, how he actually is a reflection of, like, what the fans are watching at home, like, parents, the, what they do with them. Like, you have a family, you do everything you can for this family, including, like, and even if it's, like, a job that, like, you miss birthdays, you miss all this other stuff, Like to be able to provide for your family, like you still do it because that's that's what that's what the responsibility is of of, of being a parent in that moment or being a husband in that moment. And I thought to myself, like Roman is Roman by all accounts is is a is a loyal family man himself. Why in the world haven't they thought of this before for a few? Um, For him, they they
0: did. did, They did do one thing with 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 Roman's family one time.
1: Yeah. But that was just like that was such hot shot type of shit. Like that was almost like like that, that picture of the daughter, like he's gonna like Bray Wyatt well, was gonna kidnap his daughter. Like that was some real like that was some real Hocus pocus. hot
0: shot shit. Yes.
1: That was some real like what you gonna do? You gonna do a home invasion? Come on
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, man, AJ and Joe, I think uh, you know, the promos have got me a little bit more excited than where I was at. Um I've just got PTSD, as I said, from the Styles and Nakamura feud, and I'm just like I'm. I'm proceeding with caution with everything that has to do with AJ right now, uh, and and giving him a chance to impress me rather than you know uh, expecting so much greatness. But I'm just like in a weird state with AJ right now. So, <clears throat> um, but you know, Becky and Charlotte also had you know a little bit more forwarding of their storyline. Um, they had a little awkward conversation in the back, and you know. Pretty much saying, Hey, I didn't know you know such and such, and you know whatever Becky has to deal with the fact that Charlotte's in the match with her um yeah it, it's pretty much everything I thought I thought this was them addressing everyone that freaked out on the internet last week with um with yeah. Becky basically having to share that shine and you know in her birthday with with Charlotte once again, yeah,
1: like I also love the fact that they were like, look, you know, we're always gonna be friends. But you know, when it comes down to it, we're, we're this whole is a profession. We're trying to see who's the best. But look, we're less. But well, we're still gonna be friends. Don't get it crazy. We're not gonna let this ruin our friendship. We're not like Sasha and Bailey. I was, yes. I was like, all right. Be- look,
0: buried. Yes, <laughs>
1: buried. You're done.
0: Put him in done. a coffin. Yeah. Um, so also, yeah, we had that also, deal, and you hold, know, hold on,
1: hold on. Also, like in the match, like the tag match where she gets the hot tag, or Becky gets the hot tag. She gets worn out. Uh, Charlotte does the blind tag and then, like, literally does all the winning by herself while Becky's still recovering, like, while inside the ring watching it, like, firsthand. And she's like, it's almost like she's sitting there, like, in awe. It's almost like, uh, just, just like, you just like, you will never be as good as Charlotte and you just got to deal with it, almost. And then, like, at the (laughs) end, later on, they they, they, kind of, like, reach the conclusion of, like, yeah, man, like, we're going like we might still be friends, but like we're gonna have to go at it in like you know uh, fourteen days or sorry like like 10, 10 to 11 days or whatever else. So like put time to put the game face on. So I I really I really like what they did with them.
0: It's like Chot said, you got to run it, you know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what up, Chot? Um. So yeah. Oh, one thing I didn't have written on our uh, show sheet, Randy Orton. What do you what do you think of these Randy Orton promos? Because I'm just listening to him. And I'm like. This just couldn't be like further from like reality. I know I wrote a column last week about Randy Orton saying he pretty much has no like ride or die fan base, but I don't think it's to a point where people don't respect Randy Orton, especially while they're cheering him while these promos happen. Um <laughs> So but do you think the character's going over well right now?
1: Um I think Tom will tell. I think he I think he delivered it well, and I don't think like granted, like he is a quote unquote, or he is basically a living legend, like especially by WWE standards, right? But, um, but this, but this is more like, in, but to me, like this is more like some insider shit, where it's like, very. okay, people, people know, people know that Randy Orton is a good, is a very, is a very great technical wrestler. However, he tends to not have great matches, and his career wasn't what people thought it could have been based off his athletic ability and his wrestling prowess um, when he was younger. But like he still like, but they, WWE still pushed him to a certain level regardless because there had to be somebody to be a counterbalance to the John Cena run, and like so that's where we are. So like now he's making a history of like people th- people that that really are the hardcore fans think I think I'm overrated. I'm going to shove this overrated down his throat as disrespect because I'm a heel. And, like, I mean, we'll see what happens from here. Like, I enjoyed the way he beat the hell out of Jeff Hardy. a lot of I layers that, to know, it. And, for, and, and I also felt for a person that, like, historically is known to not be a, a dead fish for a promo. I thought that he gave a good promo, or he delivered a good promo. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I and want like, to address he's not, something. He's not even on the show yet. He's not even on the show yet on SmackDown. So we'll see what happens. Uh, at, like, but I, I don't know what happens, like. I don't really want to see a Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton feud. Neither do I. Like Jeff, I like Jeff looks broken. Like Jeff look like his knees, like have dust in them. Like he looks done.
0: <laughs> yes, um, and and you know. It's- I, I there was some chatter on the internet that saying that was like Randy Orton's first good promo of his career. That's a fucking oh, lie. Um, <laughs> so if you tweeted that that dumb shit, go ahead and uh, uh, do yourself a solid and, and delete that. Um, but yeah, like that
1: two thousand. Like home like that two thousand. That two thousand. Like the end of the, of the of the Authority run with him before he got xed out or whatever else. Like. When he was losing his mind over Seth Rollins, like showing him up or whatever else, like yeah. he was excellent on promos. Like, you thought, like, he was going to murder uh, Seth Rollins' bare hands. Like, nah, so I ain't, I ain't Look, The that. championship like, ascension true.
0: promo, when he was like, he was just looking at everybody around the ring. Oh, he was like, I've, I've yes. embarrassed this man, Shawn Michaels, uh, dozens of times. Bret Hart, if, if I was bad that attitude, it wouldn't have been no screw job I just whooped your ass, like, I'm just, you know, just going at it. So yeah. if you say Orton can't yeah, talk, like, I, I can't really talk with you, bro. No, nah.
1: like, granted, he's gotten better, and he's gotten he's gotten better at a time when like he's past his peak as a as a main eventer. Yeah, but like, you can't lie and be like, oh yeah, he never. He, nah, he never cut any good promos. Like that's almost like when people talk about the Undertaker shit, but he never cut good promos. Bullshit. There are a few earn as many as you like. Same for Bret Hart. Earn as many as you like for right. somebody uh, for to be considered that that's been considered a le- like a legendary uh, type of figure. But nah they're there. You just got. You just got to look harder or whatever else. I would say right now at this point, like I would say he's an average promo, given what I've seen in his entire career. I would say he's an average promo. I've seen him do bad promos. I've seen him do good promos. I've seen him do great promos. I've seen him do okay promos, and all equal out
0: to average. Right. Um, yeah, man. Another thing that we got to talk about this week Our fucking truth Now I, I didn't anticipate about talking about R-Truth He's been back for a couple of weeks uh, On Smackdown, on and off um, Oh man, this is really tough Um <laughs> no, it's not I like R-Truth uh, James does not Nope um, <laughs> So, and then when I saw R-Truth this week this didn't make me dislike our this just made me sad this just made me like hold on i don't like does this guy not know what the fuck he just said or and i talked about this with james you know as as i you know made it clear with you guys like i'm a musician i write my own music and all that and i have been led to believe that r-truth may may do the same uh i don't think that wwe was feeding him lines for you know his rap entrance and anything like that but there was a line where he came out here and said can't nobody shuck and jive like me and i bowed my head with eternal shame i listened to this guy in this arena full of white people just happy, <laughs> dancing along, saying that, that lyrics, and they're, they're probably just thinking to themselves, yeah, man, truth, they, yeah, can't nobody shuck and drive like him, bro, that, what, explain this, how, how do you, how do you run that, like, how do you wrap that, that, that line?
1: Okay, uh, so, I got back into wrestling around the time that r truth When was like almost Capital Punishment
0: 2011 2015? was
1: that like right before SummerSlam? Yes. Or right before Money in the Bank? Yes. Okay, so I, I like I slowly got into dipping a toe after uh, after WrestleMania 27, start dipping a toe into the WrestleMania thing after hearing the Rock thing, like or hearing Rock was going to come back for WrestleMania 28, and I heard like there's a dude named r Truth and he's fighting for the title. He's kind of pretty much the bum of the month for John Cena. Um, wasn't filming the John Cena stuff at the time. It's like, oh, 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 this this fake eight mile motherfucker is the champion. And okay, cool. Like I, oh, I know you hear like, oh yeah, that dude actually sucks. That dude's not a good technical wrestler, but he's just like. He's a really good talker, but he's sometimes, but only what he wants to be. Sometimes he's just a corny bad promo. It's like, oh, okay, so this dude just is like, he's just a body guy. Okay, whatever. I, uh, I, that's my first assumptions on John Cena. I was obviously wrong. Like some some stuff is true. He's 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 never going to be a technically great wrestler. Like you've seen enough of his matches to know that. You know, you know he'll fuck off on promos. he uh, plenty of uh, plenty of times. No matter how many times he's cut a great promo, he'll still go back out there and just give you that goofy shit. So. Uh, but anyway, back to our truth thing like this guy named r Truth, like he used to like he's a rapper slash wrestler or whatever else was in uh, was wrestling around different places. Was in WWE, came back to WWE. This is little run now, and like he comes out and they're in uh, I think they're in Richmond, Virginia, and he yes. comes out in a fucking uh, Confederate uh, uh Confederate soldier suit, and I was just like. Yep, I'm done. Like, I don't need to see anything else. I don't know who told him to put on that suit. I don't know if he's Jesse, him, he himself put on that suit. But I'm done right there. I don't need to know anything else about our truth And then, you know, you know, given that he Tad with with Miz and he did the whole conspiracy angle and Austin awesome Truth, uh, and then he kept, he continued having a, a run. But the whole time, he's like, look, man, I think Miz is a good talker or whatever else. You can't rush for shit, but he's a good talker right now. But, like... I don't really care what happens with the whole R-Truth thing because I'm off that. I don't give a fuck what happens. Like, that's just, that shit was just, that's trash. Like, I just can't deal with that. That's lowest common denominator foolishness. foolishness. Um, and along the lines, like, you know, they had him do, he's, he's crazy black man. He's conspiracy black man. Uh, he, he, he has, a, he doesn't, he's like the ch- childlike innocence thing, which is like, I hate when they deal with minority with minorities on TV in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they've done that with him for years now. ever since he screwed up what city he was in, he now is like the the a guy that always comes to the, comes to the building and is always under some some misunderstanding. That it's the wrong event or this is the wrong thing or whatever, it's a different mass stipulation. Yep. So like, I, so like his whole career now for the last like three four years has been and he's a fuck up and a dummy. And it's like okay, like he getting checks whatever he can for the family but like that's that's gotta be not be that's got that can't be where it's at right right yeah so I, then i
0: this is my it. first
1: time seeing our yeah this is my first time seeing our truth in a minute and like he shows up and he does the the you know the acute version of the there's always a misunderstanding thing he's like look i want a title shot Nakamura. so then ty dillinger asks him so why you know what are you gonna do to get a title shot? The same thing everybody else does to get a title shot around here. Beat Carmella, pop. That was hilarious. Yes, that was hilarious. Right? That was great. Yeah. So then they bring their asses out there. <sighs> he brings his ass out there and does his rapid rap thing that he does, or whatever else, which I can't get. You know, whatever. And. He says he shucks and jives, he, he no one shucks and jives like him. And I thought, God damn it, I can't, like, I you know, I can't say what I really want to say on live on a live mic. But I like, just—it just, rhymes with moon. Just just just, 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 disappointed. You know, very disappointed. Not surprised, but very disappointed. Just Ooh. So, oh
0: man, yeah. Um, like that,
1: but, that, but that's your home. That's your dude that you always gave a bit for the doubt too. I, I knew back. I knew back seven years ago not to get that man a bit for the doubt.
0: <sighs> I'm good. This is this is so disappointing for me because I always roll for our truth. Always wanted him to get a shot, and then I just hear that, and it's like I know no one told him to say that. Like I, I feel like I know. Like they know, goddamn better than to say that, would they, James? Would w- would they know better?
1: Maybe, maybe not. I've never put none past WWE and their writing Correct. staff and, and Vince Man and, and and um and, and Kevin Dunn and Triple H oh, and. Man. And um and in haze of what to say or whatever else, our like, truth. You know, Quas kept like the new, we we've had you know the new day running around here on you know these camp pancakes for 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 like a while now. But anyway,
0: yeah.
1: Um, you know i i our, just I just cannot our just truth with him. Our but, truth like, is a you know, f- 40s I, I don't think. Oh god. I don't think they would think about that, but you know, our truth said it, and they probably and they probably even like they probably don't even read our truths rest because it's so. You know, it's pretty much been a routine for so many years they're like, oh, okay. You have two things that match with that match with like what we what town we're in, and then we'll go from there. Okay, cool, fine. And then he comes out there and says sucks and jobs and it you know, it got it got through the editor. You know.
0: R truth is forty six years old. You a grown ass man, bro. You you should know that, he, that that, that
1: isn't, d- he, isn't he a granddad?
0: Yes, R Truth is a granddad, huh? I believe. So we shouldn't like and i don't want to put it in 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 a position like we're trying to educate this dude on what the fuck he said but hey man we didn't appreciate that (laughs) like (laughs) what's up
1: problematic wrestling as
0: always yep uh more racist shit uh here on one nation radio we gotta deal with great so briefly, I'm just gonna mention this. Um, apparently, someone thought it was a good idea for them to have the Miz bust down Bryan over the head with a fucking vase.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, it was a gimmick base. But at the same time, it's like, oh yeah, the guy has concussions, and we're gonna bust him aside the head with some with a blunt object. Okay,
0: <sighs> heat. Yeah, um, I turned the show off midway through. I don't know why. I think I was like working on Beast or something. But apparently, a a great tag team match happened. James, you watched that match. So, what did you think about it? What did I miss?
1: Um, it was a match with almost you know like over twenty minutes, like somewhere between twenty minutes and like twenty five, something like that. Uh, it was it was like it made you feel like this was two thousand seventeen tag team division wrestling again. Um, it has been too much of that, like, since WrestleMania, but, like, it, it felt good to see it on the main roster games. like, obviously, like, this wasn't, like, mustache, any mustache mountain on the speedy era type thing right now. No, nah, they're not They're not at that level, at least not yet. But, like, you were back in the stage of, like, Usos versus New Day, um, Seth and Dean versus The Bar. You were, back, you were back to that feeling, and it was great, like. Um, I hadn't seen... That was, like, the best match I've seen on the main rosters um, in the two weeks I've been back, and, like, it by a wide margin, like, that was... That match reminded me a lot of uh, The Shield versus The New Day from Survivor Series last year, Uh where, like, they had... Like, they worked worked really hard, but they had so much stuff jam-packed into this match as far as, like, reversals and moves, intricate things, and timing, and um where people are going and, and who's the legal man and that kind of intricate detail that we're like it's so they're going so fast it's so hard to keep up with everything they like you kinda of have to slow they kinda of had to slow down because you kinda of forget something for a split second so it wasn't as crisp as it could have possibly been but like but it was a legitimately great wrestle, great wrestling match with a lot of thought put into um the twists and turns, and how to get, how to make the crowd react and want the New Day to really win this match. And I mean, honestly, they could have won with whoever with either one of them, uh, given that match. Whoever won that match is going to be over would have been more over uh, from having won it mm-hmm. um, to go into SummerSlam. But they went with the New Day, and I, you know, now that you know, I'm kind of we're kind of past it. I'm kind of glad that they moved with New Day. Um, I thought they were going with the bar. and They were going to go with having them just lay or go into these great matches with. The new day and the Usos, but it would have been weird at SummerSlam to have had a Hill-Hill Hill tag match. That sounds like pre-show, pre-shows written all over that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So while you watch a good match. I watched some bad matches this week So So this week In bad matches in WWE Uh We had Roman Reigns Against Baron Corbin Where Baron Corbin Repeatedly Slapped on this This arm and neck Uh Crank Uh No less than three times Uh Coming out of commercials And just at random points Um I don't know who thought it was a great idea to give Baron Corbin 20 minutes on national television, back-to-back weeks, I might add, and and just pretty much dominate Finn Balor and then go 50-50 with Roman Reigns. I don't know. Jeremy brought up a great point. Um, if it was me, why would they have, uh, you know, Roman Reigns struggling with Baron Corbin? Um, I don't know, man. Baron Corbin is you know trash.
1: What, you know what it reminded me of? You remember in September last year when they were heading towards having doing Cena versus Roman Reigns of all things as the as the semi main event for No Mercy? Yeah. And they and they had Jason Jordan go out there with, with with Cena one week and then Roman the very next week and he had great matches with
0: both of them So this is like back the back reverse.
1: Week. Yeah, it's like okay, so we're <laughs> trying to we're trying to establish this new guy by having to go against these two top guys and making him look great in the ring because that's his strength. Meanwhile, it's like okay, we have the we have the very first Universal Champion, and we have our top guy, and we're going to have going to ring, and we're going to have Baron Corbin going to ring with him, them, and be completely unimpressive. Do all this holding, show that he has literally nothing,
0: literally nothing. and Then
1: he has nothing going for him, and we're going to end. Nobody's going to get over because their matches are bad, and Roman doesn't get over, and Finn doesn't get over. It's, it's just it's just really bad, like. It, it was it was really really bad um i like corbin like think about where we were with him going into SummerSlam a year ago he's a, he's the money in the bank guy and then he blows it like the week of the or two weeks out and then like cena destroys him at SummerSlam. like like yeah dude like you are not in, you are not next you are not on deck you you are a bottom of the mid card guy or whatever else and then like you because you figure all right well He's athletic. If he tries hard, he'll get better. And there's still room for him to get better cuz you know, it's only been one year, but like I I haven't seen no improvement over this year from from what he yeah. was
0: before. Yeah, um if it's not a triple threat match, if AJ Styles isn't in it, if Dolph Ziggler isn't in it, this dude's yeah. struggling on all fronts right now. Um I think the best thing that he has going for him is the character right now and the, you know, ability that they hand him the microphone and say, "Hey, Get you know, get yourself over because it's not gonna be the wrestling. Um, you know, another new Okay.
1: Well think think about the match he had with Nakamura last year. Where we were just like, dude, what is he doing? He just holding him. Yep. All he's doing is holding him. Like we're not getting you're not getting nobody you're not getting a good match right now. Nobody's gonna get over because you're gonna make the guy that's supposed to be the person that wins Looks like he's going 50-50 with his guy and literally holding him. And then on your end, you're looking completely unprepared, so nobody's gonna think like you're actually a threat. And it's been a, it's been over a year since it happened, and where he's still doing this.
0: Well, somebody looks like they're just getting it started now. Is Mojo Raleigh. So a guy that I've you know thought might have something, right? It's clearly not in the ring So what they had uh, w- was him and Bobby Roode go at it And Bobby Roode has been wholly unimpressive on the main main roster From SummerSlam yeah. last year This man literally, as Chad, we were on his show The last uh, relevant night of his professional wrestling career Was NXT TakeOver Brooklyn last year After that, the man might as well have dropped into the ether um, they, <laughs> Mojo Riley sat with a reverse bear hug on the ground for... It seemed like three-fourths of the match. It was one of the worst matches I've seen all year. Like and this was like a level underneath the Corbin Reigns match, which I thought would be really yeah. hard to get through. Don't they fucking know the G1 is going on? Don't they know I could be watching and spending my time doing so much better shit? What was this supposed to do? And then they fucking beat him. And then <laughs> and it's like, Bobby Roode looks like a plate of piss. And, you know, that man's going nowhere as a character. What are they doing? Why are they insulting us with this shit? I don't
1: know, man. Like, all I know is, like, we just had this conversation about Corbin. How he has nothing in, in the ring. Like, Mojo has, has, you know, he has some career. He has some... Um, he has some charisma when he talks. Um, and like when he was doing the. What started. What, what kind of like in retrospect kind of like makes you kind of like him even less is what started that wave of those uh, SmackDown handheld camera promos. Right. And like he cut one good one in his garage. Now all of a sudden like. They, they, they adopted it like for like two months that was like the new wave just is walking around the halls in the back through catering and shit look
0: fuck the multi-million dollar, dollar production uh company that you have like we just gonna use these here cell phones
1: yeah why why because uh because a prelim guy is out here uh cutting uh fiery promos right so you get past that and like yeah he's a he's a really good trash talker He's a or he's a good trash talker that shows some prom, shows lots of promise on the mic. He has even less than Corbin in the ring, even less. <laughs> which is like, yo, I
0: not here for uh, it. That ain't it, bro. I, you
1: know, like you know, it, it's WWE and you know they've done a lot. You know they've done a lot more with a lot less from from guys or promos that don't have a match in the ring. So you know, maybe they can figure some out with him. But like, I think I think they started him so low down a totem pole that, like, it's going to be real hard for him to, like, reach, say, say, even, like, uh, I'm not saying he, go, he could be the Miz because, one, he has a better, he has a better body than the Miz, and I don't, he probably can get to the part where he can be that kind of promo, whatever else, but, like, he can't get that act like Miz has going for him because he looks like a tough, he looks like an athlete and a tough guy the right. way that Miz doesn't, which kind of makes you know kind of it's a rope for miz and makes it work he's like bro you ain't tough but you got this belt oh i hate your guts like at least you know so you can't get that kind of like heat on bit on um on corbin or oh, not corbin but uh, um raleigh like that but i think they started to down far down the totem pole that, like i don't know if he can climb himself over the top i don't think his might skills will ever be able to overcompensate for where he is in the ring right now like he's gonna have to improve in the ring to get to where he wants to go right
0: Period. Ain't um, enough
1: talking in the road to get over that.
0: Another awful match that they dared put on national television was Titus O'Neil versus Rezar from <laughs> the, from the AOP. AOP, I feel like they're done. Uh, these guys didn't show up for months. Then they show up, and they're locked in a war with Titus Worldwide, having singles matches and i think jeremy made the joke what up jeremy they're trying to figure out which aop member they're gonna push when they break them up and (laughs) they they're literally they're going nowhere as a team like they the the raw uh tag team division is a lake on fire um as demonstrated by the teams that are gonna be having that triple threat match next week um Matt Hardy's body is literally done Bray Wyatt is an is absolute Casualty of creative and his own You know limited gimmick uh, The B team they changed their theme music Which everyone was into and caused outrage And the revival Bruh fuck the revival Um
1: like Like,
0: like they ain't done nothing bruh Like so it's just like Why is AOP not in the title picture Why are they stuck with this guy Uh, Why are they doing Titus O'Neil versus Razor on national television like this is the WWE style that everyone rails against. Those three matches right there. This is it. When we say, "Hey, we hate watching these chin lock matches, these boring matches, these lumbering, slow dudes." This is it. Like Michael Jackson. Okay. This is it.
1: So, so I'm going to do something that, like, I don't think I've ever done this show. Right now, you you correct me if I ever have. Right. And during the Attitude Era. The Holly Vonta Era Day, if you go back and watch, it's like, wow, all these matches are, like, that on Raw, like, run, like, three minutes, and then there's a fuck finish, or there's a, a run-in, and there's never—there's very few finishes, right? At least—at least when Russo said no one gives a fuck about wrestling while they're watching a wrestling, uh, a wrestling show, at least— when he knew that match that matchups were going to be bad, or no one was going to give a flying fuck about these matchups or whatever else, at least he got in there and, and kept it short. Let so me move the fuck on.
0: All these matches happen like that's I
1: I can't believe like I can't like those those matches on Raw uh, this week were like I can't believe they got me out of here giving a halfway a half compliment
0: to Vince Russo of all fucking people. Unbelievable! I, I can't say I've I, ever heard you say that, James. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also they did Zelina versus Lana, which was better than last week, Uh, but still not good. And but the good thing is they did keep that relatively short. But they that may be more of a function of SmackDown rather than (laughs) if it was Raw, I would have got double the time. So if
1: that was Raw, look if that was Raw, they would have went through a
0: commercial break. Like, there's no reason neither of them need to be wrestling uh, at this point because. Why does Lana need to be a wrestler? She's always been great on the mic and as a manager. Zelina is awesome manager. We're not here. I for don't
1: this. know. I don't get why they're not doing mixed tag with both of them, where they're both in there for for, for spots or for for a little you know little moments here and there. So yes that's for Summer Pop the crowd because like Lana can get Lana has some heat behind her, and she can like you know do a basically a comeback on or a hot tag on Zelina, like. Or they, or they can have Zelina come out and get some heat on Rusev. Like that would be a better use for them than them to actually go out there on their own and do this. And you can still do the whole thing where there's Ascension and they're on the rocks with the uh, the whole Rusev Day uh, threesome is on the rocks by having uh, by having Aiden English come out there and, and, and fuck up. Like they can still do that, but I don't know. Like they decided to do this and it ain't been good. Zelina versus
0: Lana. My God. <laughs> WWE, you booked these four four matches. This is your fault. All right. Now, last week, we told you we were going to give you an NXT segment, but we either forgot or just changed our mind at the last minute. So we're going to give it to you this week. We both watched the show. Uh, James, what did you think of uh, NXT this week? And what made you um, start watching I- this?
1: Oh, well... You know Dude has a title I I have to Like I have to see How the fuck This I have to You know Follow that To make sure To like You know We get to Brooklyn And that is Off of him Somehow Some way And you know (laughs) NXT Has a track record Of you know Giving fans Feel good moments In a way that WWE Um By and large Hasn't over the last Few years So I I I have I have faith in them That they'll do The right thing Um So I I just want to Follow the story Uh in a way, because you know, honestly, I was I was going to follow the story ever since dude came back after uh, Philadelphia. But you know, lot there's a lot of WWE programming. But I uh, mean, you know, I'm in a better spot now where I, I don't have to. There's no basketball or no football right now, so I I can go after and watch NXT. So I, I'm back in. And also, you know, Keith Lee showed up this week, and I knew he was coming. So I thought, you know, this is about this is time to get into it because after after. Or sorry, after Summerslam, you know, a few of these people are coming up to the main roster, so it's kind of like better be better. You better watching while they still doing good stuff because <laughs> they're about to be on TV for once or twice, and then be gone like Ember Moon.
0: Yes, you know, completely missing, so. uh, not showing up well, uh, for months like Andrade San Almas, um, not yeah. not actually being booked in pay per view matches like Drew McIntyre, um, <laughs> not even oh, being uh, used like, like AOP. Said- Yeah, sanity. Just, just showing up and getting beat and discarded like common trash. Um, Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, And then also Matt Riddle is coming to NXT uh, relatively soon. Uh, We saw Matt Riddle uh, a little bit over a year ago um, here in our local uh, federation. We also saw him over WrestleMania weekend. This guy's an absolute superstar. Should be, you know, at the top of whatever you know show he ends up on. Whether it's NXT at the beginning, uh, he should be in a running for being the top guy there. Or if he goes to Raw or SmackDown, if he gets the shot i don't know how his talking is but he's definitely got everything and you want in the ring especially with the legitimacy the look like this dude is like the one of the coolest dudes like you, when you just see him it's like damn i like that guy and if you don't you're a hater like <laughs>
1: yeah. do you think he needs to um i know i know you had a big thing on guys you know unless they're like pacific islanders they, they can't be barefooted so like
0: <laughs>
1: so what do you, so you think riddle needs to you know go like go to route of rusev and finally oh, put on some man. shoes or, or what so for
0: riddle i think it works but eventually they're i think he will i think it, but he'll have to yeah. put on some like like thin type shoes or whatever
1: yeah i'm telling you by the time we get to one of these money in the bank matches you're gonna have to do or ladder matches or something ridiculous or elimination chamber matches he's gonna have to have some shoes on
0: yeah uh so so take me through NXT this week james what happened on there on there
1: okay so if i remember correctly i mean i I, i'm kind of blanking on the chronological uh chronological order right now but i know they started with uh, a match with nikki cross so yes that's right Nikki Cross started started uh, in a match with this woman named Amber Nova
0: yep i uh, have seen um, her in shine a couple times
1: yeah I yeah I thought she I, I thought she was in, I figured she was any talent um yeah like she's ripped the shreds or whatever but Nikki Cross uh they had a they had a bit of a back and forth match she uh but Nikki ended up you know flashing a lot of the the, the craze look um kind of amused uh because she's crazy of course and then she you know she eventually uh she she finished her off and then that on, went on with her day. Uh, you know they they talked about they brought up the fact they were going to do um in They were about to do Black versus Gargano in the main event. Uh, yep. they built towards that throughout the night. Um I'm trying to think what came on second after that. After that we, was, had, oh, I think had,
0: we had Yeah, Ricochet oh, the come w- out. Dream. No, no, no. Uh...
1: Was that was that ne- was that the, what was next or was it the, the, the gold coming to the Dream's world with uh, with
0: EC three and Dream? I think it was the the EC three uh, deal. Yeah. So that shit was hilarious. It, yes, it was. It was so Memphis.
1: It was so, <laughs> so, so fucking Memphis. First off. You know, the, the whole thing was talk, uh, was Dream came out and said you need to come come to the Dreams world. So I'm thinking it's about to be, you know, nah. lavish. You know, nah, bro, it, it's about to be, it's about to be like, you know, Dream about to be in like Masterpiece gold gold ceiling ceiling house. Right? Yeah, they, he nah. about he about to be a king yeah. and
0: coming to America, like,
1: bruh. nah, bro, apartment, apartment complex. complex. Yes, they, they out about a poolside arena, but an apartment complex, like in bruh. Florida, like. You can say all we want to about how much we love NXT and and uh, how much to keep things simple and they remember things. Oh, is simple, all right. The <laughs> However, when you have a rest, we have somebody that is the personality that is the velveteen dream, and they say kind of my role. You gonna come to my, you gonna come to my turf, and then. The, the one, you know, a top 1% of like EC3 says, I'll come see you. And they're not like in some lavish place. They're in an apartment complex. This shit looks so low rent. WWE, if, if that had been the main roster, they would have been in a nice place. Yeah. So 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 we so all the shit we talk about the main roster, they would have done this one right. So then they go and cut back and forth and cut back and forth. It reminded me of, the, of what we've been talking about earlier throughout the day, which is like, you can tell there were so many cuts in this and, t- and multiple takes in this that this was just like that video that is floating around of Safari yeah, and Ray, Ray J, J. Uh, doing their fake their fake ass reality television show over this conversation, and they can't even. Their editing team sucks so bad And, like you see Ray J's ha- uh, co- uh, uh, hood beanie is in multiple positions every time they cut back to him, and I counted six different. Uh, I counted six different uh, beanie uh, head spot or uh, positions on it this reminded me of that with all the cuts they did and then when they cut to uh, when uh, dreams glasses fell off and they cut back and they changed the position of the camera like they did multiple takes to get uh dream into the pool i was like oh yeah this is really it was fun but nah you this is i'm glad this is on developmental slash third brand television as opposed to on cable people have been like this is some real hokey
0: this has got like a Shawn Michaels versus Rick Martel vibe um, to me. <laughs> uh, with these two guys, these are, these guys are essentially two pretty boys uh, running it. So I, I, um, I
1: got a question for you.
0: Yeah. Did you did
1: you, did you sense the the homoeroticism that was that was like rising off of these two when they were together? <laughs> Talking about like, I came I came to meet I came to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs>
0: so um um yeah man the music the, the,
1: the bad terrible like porn type music that was going on oh they the play that every time that.
0: they play that same music oh. every time Velveteen Dream has some type of like vignette or something that's the same music they use every time
1: boy like that that look, That that sounded like you never mind I'm not even gonna say my joke I'm just gonna leave I, that'd be too much personal information but nah that that was real that was a real
0: yeah
1: that was some that was some real, real raunchy stuff. Like yeah. if, if that's the kind of thing you're into, I imagine, you know, you were you I'd say cranked up. That's I guess the way you put it.
0: So, um, I saw a thing. It was like, Up next, we got Rich- Ricochet wrestling. I was like, Yes, gonna see a Ricochet match and all that. All of a sudden, you know, yeah. they hit Ricochet's music and he's coming out there and they got the little spotlight and all that. I'm like, Hell yeah, we're about to see some flips. Then these four motherfuckers from Undisputed Era show up. Uh, and all of a sudden they cut the lights back on. It's like, Why won't they leave Ricochet alone? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yeah, man. yeah. I
1: thought it was good. Yeah. I that. They I got, got me. They got promo like he's referring to himself in third person which is like such so, so classic douche right and then he says I'm not a coward you're on the ground I'm the one standing and then great job by the announce by the announced team by commentary to point out you it's really it's really for you to talk this kind of shit when you got four guys when it's four of you and it's just one of him I thought I thought it was a great point to mention that maybe he is on something by calling him a coward yeah, maybe he is. I, I thought I was really good. Yeah. So, um, I thought I, I thought I was done nicely as well.
0: So we, it was short and sweet too. Yep. So we, a, after that, we have Vanessa born uh, backstage. James, uh, w- w- was that her?
1: Oh God! Here you go
0: um so it, it, yes
1: she, Vanessa Vanessa Bourne would classify as as one of those is that it, that could be her yes the the the,
0: the james boyd all the the, the the james boyd all-stars so oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, you, you, you you explain to them what that means because i'm sitting here over here, like you know, i'm too black to be for you to see me uh, blush but yeah
0: <laughs> so the james boy all-stars is a thing i just kind of like just named it out of thin air but um you know any, anytime you see like, a kind of like a, a woman with, like, long, kind of curly, nappy hair, uh, you know, and kind of whether it's a light skin, maybe like dark skin, fair skin, anything like that. Uh, that I, I usually would say, Hey Jane, is that her? Is that the one bro? And, you know, and, and we, and, it and, 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 and
1: ain't, about the light skin as much as it's just the hair. Like you could put that kind of hair on a mop and I'd
0: like it, but yeah, yep. go ahead. So yeah, Jane's Boyd, all-star of Vanessa born. So, uh, she was, you know, and she's calling herself the vision. That's great. I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, after that we had well, uh, uh, Cassie Sono. Well, Go
1: ahead I, Well she didn't have the vision for wrestling Not yet
0: anyway <laughs> <Oof. laughs> It was rough um, Yeah we had Cassie Sono Versus this dude Adrian Jujud, uh Or Jajude. I don't know how you say his name But this guy has been on the Largo Loop And all that And this guy Adrian I I, think- I, We heckled the fuck out of this guy Every time we see him Why? Because he's a Why fucking kara- He's a karate man right? Why, Why the man? fuck is he Why doing yo? wrestling moves?
1: Why y'all giving why y'all giving why y'all giving ball uh, Ryu beef, bruh? Like he came out there looking like the Street Fighter.
0: Yeah, and, and, and then he started wrestling like he didn't start uh, wrestling like one. This man came out here <laughs> with, with these classic wrestling moves. It's like, hey man, can yeah. we see some strikes? Can we see some type of karate moves? You are a black belt and, and, and you ain't even attempting a karate move. I'm glad he got his ass whooped. Yeah, man. Um New gimmick, bruh. If you ain't gonna uh, use uh, the I'll gimmick, change it.
1: I'll say this, right? If this had been the main roster, you tell me who would have won that match. Wow. <laughs> there is not. There, there is not. There is not. Um, a chance on God's green earth that if this Man, if that was Vision Man's uh, book, that he looks at uh, that Drew dude, and then looks at Cats Ono. It says, you know what? Ono's going over in a in a pretty, you know, in a in a very short match. Ain't no way.
0: Yeah. And The Rock means no way. no way. Also, if I was booking this company, The next thing, uh, next match was Keith Lee versus Marcel Barthel. I would have not had oh, yeah. uh Keith Lee selling out here, uh, like like him yeah, for the, for this dude like this. This is another guy, Marcel Barthel, um, that is on a Largo loop that's starting to get on TV now. Um decent wrestler uh n- nothing wrong with him or anything but nah bro Keith Lee's supposed to be a superstar we're not about to be going back and forth out here we're about to have Keith Lee looking impressive uh did Keith Lee look or, impressive
1: I mean he did a lot of things that I mean he's done stuff that we you know we've seen before from him um because we you know we've seen him wrestle before but like if you've never seen him before be like wow this 300 pound dude can like can get up can move or whatever else like wait till they start seeing that man doing like you know, flips. doing backflips and shit. Yeah, like but when he did the when he did the up when he went the the up the get up get down uh, drop kick thing that was really impressive. Like the double chops, obviously that's always impressive. Like he's going to impress a lot of people when they start to actually get to see more of the stuff he can really do in the ring, especially like with the kind of talent he's going to be in the ring with the NXT. Like he's, you know, I don't think I don't think he'll be the NXT champion. I don't. I think he'll be. uh kind of like in the what range would i say he'd be in
0: like a mm-hmm. north american title or maybe like yeah, just like I, I, he, I he's those, a guy that yeah. gets a gets a singles match at takeovers like that's a an attraction I, yeah. for what he is yeah
1: like I, I think he gets i think he's the guy that gets like the second or third uh singles male match in, in on a takeover i think he's that level
0: yeah but i i mean he
1: might he might maybe get one one title shot at the takeover but like I don't think he'll, but I, I don't think I don't see him as the NFC champion. But I see him as somebody that will be that might be a contender once or twice on a on a on a taping or on one show, whatever they try to promote. It and he's a challenger for that month because they can't come up with anything really that you know, or they're, because they're trying to push it down to the champion. Like I can see, I can definitely see Riddle versus. Um, Versus Lee Like At Brooklyn (laughs) 5 Or not It won't be Brooklyn 5 But LA 1 Or whatever else They do Whatever they do At
0: SummerSlam next year You know what I can see Lee Sullivan Be there (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I can see that definitely happening. That
0: might um, be his first uh, takeover match. Oh, my God, love. yeah. I- I'm excited to see Keith Lee um, and them get their uh, their training on him and get him on, you know, whatever type of diet they're going to get that man on because there's nothing like he-, he has a unique look and, you know, there's nothing wrong with being big like that. But eventually, like, just for like how old Keith Lee is like cause he's not the youngest dude in the world um, yeah. just seeing if he can get in a little bit better shape I, I'm excited to see what they can do with him uh, and now he gets like he's that coaching and everything like that. Even
1: like, Kevin Owens had Kevin Owens had losing weight, lose weight so
0: yeah. it don't matter
1: how much you can go how long you can go for like this is an aesthetic business and this is also the most aesthetic uh, obsessed company in the entire world or major one in the world so he's going to have to drop some weight yeah. Like Kevin Owens dropped weight, he put it back on, he lost it again. But Ke- Keith Lee's has got to lose weight to, to get where he wants to go in in, in this company. Yeah. So Flat dad, out. I mean I think I think i I'm, I would hope that you know either he's come to that realization when he signed with them or they expressed that to him, or they both came to understand like when they came together to do this, that like, yeah, we're gonna we you have we're gonna have to have you lose some weight for, for both for, for us to make this work for each other.
0: Right. I, I would hope <clears> that happens. All right. Um, Nara Conti and, and uh, Vanessa Bourne had a match, and it was just a match. Um,
1: okay, so Ty Nara is still doing the double uh, black belts, right? She's still doing that, huh?
0: Yeah, apparently.
1: I don't get it. <laughs> you, come out, you come out with the gi on, with the black belt on, and then you take off the gi, and then you've got a black and then you just two black belts.
0: Yes, double like black that. belt on you, boys.
1: It, it's like, okay... But neither one of these belts are holding your pants up because these are black belts. These aren't actually like a real belt. These are black belts to show that you know how far you are, you are, how how much you have mastered the craft of whooping ass, right? So I don't understand either leave both belts on, or have one belt. Is this that hard?
0: Oh man, they they got to figure something out because it just looks weird, especially when they're doing <laughs> with the karate stuff like.
1: And your and your boy are. Uh, and your boy Bald Ryu he wrestled with the belt on yeah, but He even had well, he have two belts on He didn't take off his gi, his sleeveless gi Street fighter and then and then Have a level underneath that So yeah.
0: funny thing is, you know, they're both Brazilian um, They are in a stable Or they were in a stable with uh, Cesar Bonini on the Largo Loop So if they get, you know, put together Maybe they he can give her that Belt advice and, <laughs> and Get everything right uh, But after that, you know, we had the main event Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano Uh Oh, quite a big match for regular NXT television. But uh, throughout the year, they've they've had big matches on NXT television. So if you guys aren't watching NXT uh, and you're watching Raw and SmackDown, you are doing this WWE thing all wrong. So like like you need to watch NXT at this point.
1: Yeah, that is the thing, right? For everybody that's frustrated with the main roster product, and you feel like they're not having matches that are the caliber that are the caliber of the kind of talent they have on the main roster. And I agree that is the case. However, WWE is WWE is not really concerned about having great matches. And, and honestly, you look at the the sixty something year history of the company; they never have been. They just happen to have them occasionally, and then they you know, and they you know, they go by what they they go by whatever their history is to, to push. Um, there it is, one match being great. This match that was really great, or whatever else like that, is that person's shining moment, or whatever else, are shining moments. Um, but anyway if you are if you are unenthused by the main roster product i suggest that you check out nxt because the stuff they do on the on that on that show generally most you know generally speaking they give you big matches because you know they only have one pay-per-view every three or four months so they give you big matches their matches are all their big time matches unless they're doing something like um tonight where they're trying to set up an angle for brooklyn like they're generally, their main event matches or their big matches—they're kick-ass. Like last week, for example, they did um, they did uh, Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae. That match was great. Um, well, I, I won't say great. I would say very, very damn good. Um, and you can expect you can expect to get one or two of those from any te- from any NXT you watch episode, especially in the last like this year in particular yeah like a month ago they had a five-star
0: match on tv so
1: (laughs) yeah so like this is so like you know if you you know you feel like it's too much you know it's too much wrestling with the five hours we have to dedicate to the main roster shows whatever else if you are frustrated take a break try out nxt it's a shorter trip whatever else or just at nxt over as as basically like you're deserved for having to sit through all of that broccoli and celery and carrots and and uh, peas and turnips, yeah, and and, and rutabagas and yeah, yeah. And, uh,
0: so, uh, Aleister Black and Giant Gargano. That being said, they went to a no contest where uh, Champa got involved at the end, um, and basically it. Was the angle it was laid out to be a triple threat match? But recently, the news has come out that Alistair Black has suffered an injury. I believe he has some type of groin injury that's going to sideline him, and they are um gonna run Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Chamba for the NXT Championship. James,
1: is is that official, or is that just I mean, I would think
0: that. I would assume that, but
1: yeah, I mean that's the next logical step. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: like, like I, I, I saw someone float think. float an idea out. Like throw Riddle in as the third man and have Riddle in the belt or whatever. It, it's a shock night one. Run it, like, <laughs> and that shit would make that man be a superstar immediately. Um, or you can do. Uh, I feel like. You, uh, hell in a cell anybody like <laughs> is, is, is that too much to ask or have they already just just exhausted all the no rules matches because the, you, you, you would think they can't just ha- go out there and have a regular singles match right
1: I mean it could oh yeah they I mean, could it still, and, it, and, it, and it would still be awesome it's just like you know you can't it's kind of weird to be like it's kind of like you know you're doing a, the feud in reverse where you go like okay unsanctioned match first match what was the second match what what, what stipulations on
0: that match um another uh so the balls kind
1: of anywhere some shit like that
0: okay the first one was unsanctioned the second right. one was just no holes barred i think
1: no okay no holes barred and then this one like, oh yeah regular rules like yeah you're doing the absolute reverse but I mean, so if they if that's what they plan on going with, they're about to do something else. And you know, Hell in a Cell would be a nice option. Um, they could always do the Last Man Standing. Oh, yeah, I, uh,
0: they should do an I Quit I, match.
1: I Quit match. Yeah, I was just about to say it. Yep, I Quit match.
0: They could do. Yeah, I mean, they they could do Candice on there. a pole. Um they could <laughs> they can put Candace on a ladder they can do a ladder match for Candace. Um oh man, I'm
1: trying to I'm trying to look look, you over here you over here uh, being funny, or whatever. I'm over here trying to like I'm trying to launch Candace Array's baby face career off on the right track right now. I'm trying to get her in the ring with like I'm trying to get her in the ring and be like, you know, a solid person that you can build on the car. I'm trying to have her be the number two star in the women's division or number three star in the women's division right now. I'm trying to get this built back up to where it once was with the the horsewoman right now. And you out here trying to be funny and say, yo, you need to be a side act of Johnny Wrestling from right now. Nah, we need to get this Candice Wrestling off the ground, goddammit. Candice is awesome. Like, if you saw that match last week and you saw her in the Mae Young Classic, you know that she can go. Or if you ever saw her do her inner, inner gender stuff with, like, Um, Joy Ryan and the tag team match she was doing, mixed match uh, matches, like you know that she can wrestle. So that needs to be something that they need to push her. They need to push her to the forefront of NXT, like after whoever is, um, on Brooklyn that is, like graduates the main roster she needs to be the people that she needs to be the next people like next in line to help step
0: up yeah I feel like it's gonna like going. She, she's gonna eventually get her a chance whenever Bianca becomes a champion like that's gonna be the person that Candice is probably gonna have to uh, go through so uh but yeah man that's pretty much gonna wrap the show up man um and this one's gone a little bit longer but hey we got good stuff for y'all to share and listen to hopefully we were entertaining this week uh make sure you guys check out everything else on the so suplex podcast network as i mentioned you guys know about all the shows but we definitely need your ratings and um everything like that james you got anything else uh before we get up out of here this week Nah, i ain't got nothing man yeah man so Uh,
1: but i will oh yeah i'm sorry uh i will check out uh some of these G1 matches that I've been like have been building up on my queue that I need to just get through or whatever because we were actually going to talk about it but it was a time crunch where I didn't have a hour before NXT to talk about um, Sonata versus Sonato uh, Naito, Sonata, Naito or, or Omega I'm sorry Omega Naito or, or you know Ishii Omega I, I had a chance to do any of that or Ibushi um, Naito none of that so we'll, I need to catch up definitely
0: yeah <clears throat> um, what else did I have um Damn, I totally forgot what I had. Um, Are you gonna talk about the lineup for the rest of the week or no? I think I did that. Oh, May Young Classic, that's it. So we're going to try to get, um, we'll, we'll have a May Young Classic uh, preview show out. Uh, they did do the, if you want to see all the competitors, um, they did it on their YouTube, introducing everybody uh, that's in the uh, tournament. So we're going to try to do a preview probably this weekend um, and try to holler at um, Sierra to see if she wants to ju- um, jump on and give us a rundown on some of the uh, competitors that we don't know. Uh, besides that, um, that's going to wrap up the show. Thank you guys for listening we are out peace
1: later thank you for next listening to radio we'll see you next time